0: Excited, ready to talk about film and storytelling and cinema. Where's your A24 hat?
1: (laughs) That's what you have to say now when I introduce you. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, is this a different A24 hat? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I thought you had a black A24 hat.
2: I have a white one. Oh.
0: That one got all dirty. This one. (laughs)
2: They're alive, back to thrill and chill with you, starring Count Zakula and the Mat Man. Watch them face off against classic monster legends of old. Welcome to season four of Matt Makes Zack watch horror movies. Mwah!
1: hello and welcome to matt make zach watch horror movies i'm matt
0: that's incorrect
1: god damn it every time we've been doing it this way for for years now Zach.
0: it's gonna throw me off every time -er, -er, -er. (laughs) go 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 go
1: hello and welcome to matt man make zacula watch horror movies i'm matt man
0: and i'm zacula
1: if you will (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you will (laughs) and i made him watch a horror movie so Zachula, what did we watch this week
0: this week we watched the bride of frankenstein (sighs) yes some say the perfect movie doesn't exist and i think those people haven't seen this movie thank you Yes, yeah. yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> this yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't yell into the microphone. <laughs> it's peak season because of this film.
0: Yes, yeah. This I mean, uh, this movie fixed absolutely everything I felt wrong about Frankenstein, <laughs> which I I was expecting a bias because I said. When we did Frankenstein last week, I've always simped for Bride of Frankenstein and just that whole design in general. So I was going to go in with the bias, but this movie, she was only in the last 10 minutes. The rest of the movie was just solid.
1: Yeah, it's just a good movie. Yeah, I cried. (laughs) I
0: cried. (sighs) I I saw this as a double feature with The Mummy. I'm so jealous. And I went into it already mad because Universal (laughs) wouldn't let me use my pass for free parking because I was blocked out. When we Uh, got there, there's an old white lady in our seats. She had her seat, and then all of her shit in my other seat, and we had to get her to move. So I just sat down like, man, everything's awful. (laughs) Watch The Mummy. Listen to that next week. You'll find out how we felt about that. Yes. But then Bride of Frankenstein, I cried
1: yeah it's a it's a good ass movie man (laughs) we're getting into the real film talk here you know it's a good ass movie (laughs) less less
0: laughing at child death this week more actual talking about being over
1: the beauty of humanity
0: (laughs) (laughs) i try i try to remind matt that what podcast this is there will not be a reminder of that this week. This, this movie deserves more than laughing Zach, at child death.
1: Zach, would you say that it's time for some real serious cinema talk?
0: Oh, oh boy, do I.
2: <laughs> <clears throat>
1: for, for those of you only listening, uh, we've both put on our glasses and Zach put on his A24 hat. That's how you know we're a serious podcast now <laughs> mm. also it's an increasingly visual podcast <laughs> mm. tastes
0: like tastes like I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> i, I know, all one. i can think <laughs> is like
1: i need like a Lacroix instead of my soda like, <laughs> it's you're serious already, now <laughs> you're already
0: drinking pepsi that's as annoying i as know i know
1: it's a crime critique. against humanity it goes against my entire <laughs> brand of persona
2: <laughs> but it's still uh, diet
1: though it's still diet so you know yeah. you can take solace in that small comfort so
0: yeah well, <laughs> uh we're here to talk about cinema yes and the beauty of it but first i think um Zacula.
1: Yes, yes. First, because it's serious now, we're heading into the Cape Fear. <laughs> the spoilers ahead. Can't you tell this isn't funny anymore? <laughs>
0: it is I, Zakula. Well, hello, Zakula. Are you
1: ready to uh, recap The Bride of Frankenstein?
0: I. Potentially. I, I saw this in the movie theater. So. <laughs> I, did, I couldn't write a note.
1: So Zachula will be reading Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> Zachula will be tapping into his memory for this. One. <laughs> um, all right, all right, Zachula. In three, two, one, go. It is a dark, stormy night. There is random British people that I do not understand why we are looking <laughs> at them, but. <laughs> But they start to talk about the fan fiction of Frankenstein, the, fra- the Bride of Frankenstein. And so we go back to the end of Frankenstein. The, the, whole, the whole building crushed him. What did it? There's a random <laughs> annoying old lady now for some reason uh, who wasn't there before. But uh, Frankenstein, he kills some people. And uh, it's very spooky. But now all of a sudden, Frankenstein's an actual character.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> I feel sympathy for him and actually care about this character. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, gets, <laughs> he gets crucified by like, all the people who are angry at him. It's very sad. Um, but, you know, he finds this very nice old blind man who treats him like a person because he can't see and it's the most touching thing in like
1: it's like genuinely beautiful like... cinema ever
0: <laughs> Zakula does not shed a tear easily or maybe he does but this earned the Zakula tear um, we'll talk about it. I got so much to say.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but then the stinky villagers come back and and scare them off again. But um, back with uh, Dr. Frankenstein, uh, he has an old uh, the other mad scientist man who's like, look, I created tiny little people with my own hands. Now let's do a big one. Um, but Frankenstein doesn't want to do it. So... That doctor gets Frankenstein to make other Frankenstein to uh, force him into doing it by kidnapping his wife to make Frankenstein a wife. (laughs) And like we get to the last 10 minutes of the movie and now the bride of Frankenstein is finally here. Um, But then she just goes. "Ah!" And then uh, Frankenstein (laughs) just like murder suicides everyone except Frankenstein and his wife. Yeah. And it just ends.
1: Yeah, as all of these movies do. They just <laughs> cut to black. <laughs> like <laughs> All right, Zach. All right, everybody, let's let's dive
0: on in. Let's put on our A twenty-four yes. hats and our smart <laughs> glasses. I
1: should have just made an A twenty four hat just for this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: please please. With your cricket. Make a shitty A twenty like make it say A twenty five or something. Oh my god,
1: yes. (laughs) Oh, that's merch we gotta put on our (laughs) site. It's a it's an A thirty-four (laughs) hat. It's a what would it be? It's
0: Or just put like a 24 head. It's a
1: B35. (laughs) It's one better in every way.
0: (laughs) Wait, Matt. My birthday's coming up. Please make me a Z26 hat because I'm turning 26.
1: (laughs) Oh, you got it, Zach. (laughs) Make it look just like this fight and
0: everything. That would be the greatest thing ever. All right.
1: All right. Well, you know what else is one of the greatest things ever? Bride of Frankenstein. This movie which opens not with random people writing fan fiction about frankenstein but on the author of frankenstein mary shelley and her husband the famous poet lord byron <laughs> I, think I know that shit matt. <laughs> mary shelley invented science fiction
0: zach with frankenstein that's that's not true george lucas did matt <laughs> I hate
1: you so fucking
0: much. thing existed before Star Wars. Don't be
1: one of those people. <laughs>
0: I don't know where George Lucas is, but he'll fight you on it.
1: <laughs> don't be one of those people that are like, um, I don't remember J.J. Abrams ever making a movie before Star Wars, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yes, but I did know that I after seeing the movie and looking
1: yeah, at I figured. and it's very fun i do love that mary the actress who plays mary shelley also plays the bride yeah i think that's that cool was, you know
0: when when i was sitting there in the theater watching it i was very confused by that because i was like wait <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the bride what what is happening
1: <laughs> it's called a wraparound and um
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I'll allow these phrases this episode in this episode alone
1: <laughs> the Mason sin of the film is <laughs> I took a film appreciation class at community college so <laughs> I, ten years
0: ago <laughs> I am currently taking classes like that <laughs>
1: they're fun I like them you watch movies um <laughs> But Bride of Frankenstein. Um, I actually, I think the opening is kind of fun. Um, I think it's neat to pull in like Mary Shelley as like a character. That's that's cool. Because yeah. I feel like there's probably enough people in the world that don't know who she was. That would be like, ah, ah a teen I mean, girl wrote Frankenstein. That's pretty cool. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Mary Shelley's dope,
0: man. <laughs> Something to research after this. Yeah. Or you can educate us on her. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I just know that like she did not suffer fools lightly. She might have been gay, and she was like the first like depressed goth teenager. So, <laughs>
2: now
0: that's a t-shirt waiting to happen. <laughs> she lived the life that I live. No. <laughs> you know, she lived my dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i think it's a fun idea to pitch this as like well really that first movie and in a way it was really is just the first like half of the book frankenstein like Mm. he brings the monster to life the monster fucks shit up everybody thinks it's dead and in the second half the monster fucks with his life a bunch Uh so then this is like okay we'll do like if that was the first third, this is like the second third of the book, you know. And then from there, we won't adapt it anymore. We'll just kind of do whatever,
2: you know. We There's will have more. a
1: blind man swap brains with Frankenstein um, in one of the sequels. Also, Frankenstein becomes played by Bella Lugosi. So uh,
0: that I mean, actually, I mean, this is not a perfect movie. The only thing keeping it from a perfect movie is no Bela Lugosi. Yeah,
1: why isn't Bela Lugosi like one of the villagers that gets killed or something? Like
0: Could have been. There Just there, there was I mean he could have reprised his character from the Wolfman. I want...
1: This could have been the prequel to the Wolfman.
0: The very snazzily dressed Bella Legosi yeah. as the wolf the the original Wolfman could have reprised his wolf or prequel what if that
1: was like the the post-credits scene is bella lugosi walks in i've got to talk to you about the theme (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess that's kind of what the dark universe was gonna be like where for some reason dr jekyll and mr hyde were nick fury but uh yeah um
0: yeah yeah, that the intro is confusing to me, but then I was like, whatever, I'll accept it for what it is. And then it started and I'm too used to modern movies where like none none of like most of the actors were not the same. There's brand new characters that weren't in the last movie. Right, right. <laughs> like the sets look completely different. <laughs> <laughs> it was very jarring. Yeah yeah what what the fuck was up with that old lady
1: um i think that uh james whale the director um really likes like camp and humor in his movies and i think that's what she was here for she's comedy relief um she's also
0: definitely frau blucher from young frankenstein so it was so funny whenever anything bad happened to her or anything the entire audience in the theater laughed hysterically like yeah,
1: cause it's funny
0: no like not like laughing with her and the comedic relief of her just like whenever no, Frankenstein yeah. like smacked her or anything everyone yeah, was, was just was... like yeah
1: see I think the movie knows that's funny though Zach yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just so
0: like and in the beginning when he kills the dude um and then his wife when frankenstein just picks up his wife and tosses her in the hole everybody laughed did you realize who understand. that was no
1: um that is the father and the mother of the little girl that frankenstein yeah, yeah i knew yeah. that i thought he could okay. like an actor or something
0: <laughs> cuz they were completely different actors from the first movie yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i mean even though for some reason like you know it's it's the 30s so this movie was made like 2 weeks later or whatever yeah. i'm like i've never understood why it's a different actor as the dad
0: and there was no wife in the first one (laughs) we don't see her but it's imply but i mean like at the end (laughs) when they're all there at the window you would
1: think he would turn to her and be like you are my wife (laughs) like something (laughs) like oh are you also grieving (laughs) (laughs) but i i do love that this movie wants to keep like frankenstein is still a monster and he is still scary and he does still hurt people who maybe don't deserve it. He is still a villain. He's arguably kind of the secondary antagonist of this movie, but like he's definitely still the bad guy. And I, I yeah. like that. That yeah. th- this movie forces you to actually wrestle with like having sympathy for this guy.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, like this one actually like the like I said, the first one, like I felt nothing towards Frankenstein. Right. But this one actually like ah friend good <laughs> yeah
1: oh that scene man let's
0: uh let's talk about that with the uh, with his the new blind. best friend boy yeah. man uh <laughs> I, yeah cuz like i i went on a whole discussion after seeing this of like just universal monsters and everything like that cuz like we touched on it a little bit with the wolfman of like how you relate to wolfman and everything and I think, like, that scene alone with the blind man and Frankenstein was just, like, the most, like, I don't know, like, the quid, just, like, what universal monsters represent and, like, how it they is. mean so much to so many different people. Like, yeah. like, how you talked about, like, a lot of the universal monsters can be queer, like, history and representation and, like, people with disabilities and just mostly outsiders as a whole that are, like, frowned upon, like, by yeah. I mean, I think society. this
1: is why like modern filmmakers have like latched onto a lot of that aesthetic. Like, I think you can see it so much in Tim Burton, obviously, but less yeah. obviously, you can, I think you can see it in the works of like Clive Barker. And I, I think even like in Jordan Peele, if you want to get really mm-hmm. modern, he always talks about the outsider. And I think a lot of his visual aesthetic actually calls back to these movies, especially in something like us.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, that's what, that's what's just so cool and like i feel like something that everyone can relate to in one way or another Mm
1: -hmm. like that everyone has been sad and needed a friend like
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and that that whole scene was just like such a like oh this is why everybody loves these like sort of things
1: it's almost like it normally this is a phrase you use to describe something bad in a movie but like it kind of grinds the movie to a halt and you just have to sit with that scene yeah But here it like fully works. Yeah. Um, it's just a good scene that like it's not played for laughs. There are no like, like the easy jokes of like ha ha he's blind he'll bump into stuff that, you know you would kind of expect James Whale to make as that he seems to be very slapstick in a sense of humor he just doesn't Mm -hmm. he's like no this scene is really nice yeah you know it's just good
0: yeah. And, like, the only, like, it really laughs from it were, like, Frankenstein, like, being, like, smoking good, alcohol good. But it's not, like, a... It's, like, a genuine, like, like,
1: enjoyment with him. Like, you're, you know what? Food is good. You have it, man. (laughs) Like, you must be starving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I cried. Yeah. I, it like just talking about it now i'm getting a little like like genuinely choked up like
0: yeah
1: and then like the the part that like sums up what you're talking about to me is then when like the old man like when they show up and they're like we got to take him away he's the criminal he goes no that's my friend
0: yeah
1: and i was just like oh like that's when i break every time like yeah (laughs) it's so good (sighs) Man, then we get to meet the real villain of this movie and my favorite character,
0: Peter Capaldi. He is a real time traveler. Enough, he really yeah. is the doctor <laughs> because that man looks like Peter Capaldi.
1: A little bit. Yeah, Dr. uh Pretarius? P- I have never I never remember how to pronounce it. Pretarius or Pretorius? Yes. Dr. pee pee Poo man. We're a serious podcast. Uh the demands to be taken seriously. <laughs> so, Dr. Pee Pee Poopoo Pants. He, uh, uh, Dr. p if you will. Um, I think he's such a great character. I think this is where, like, whales, like, high camp sense ability, and, like, also, like, Remember last week when I was like, do you like gay stuff? Because this movie's got gay stuff. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pretarius is like fully a queer coded villain. He'd fit right in in a 90s Disney movie. <laughs> um, but, you know, this movie, sort of like those Disney movies, never overtly villainizes him for those tendencies. I guess that's nice. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we see so little representation of anyone outside of like well, we've got to make them like either a disgusting, horrible monster. Like they've got to be Buffalo Bill or they've got to be, you know, perfect and angelic and can do nothing wrong in the movie. It's nice to see a character where it's just like, Dr. Pretarius is obviously gay, moving on. (laughs) 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 But everything about this performance is like fantastic. He's so fun to watch. He's so over the top i love everything about him <laughs> like, yeah, i love when, his little monsters <laughs> yeah when
0: when he brought dr frankenstein in and like revealed the like the king and the queen and their tiny in jars i was like what's happening is this the same did i like mix up and get the wrong sequel because it's so <laughs> far different from the last movie
1: it always makes me think of spy kids too (laughs) (laughs) even right down to like the mad scientist angle like Mm -hmm. like i actually went and checked i was like steve shimmy's name in that isn't petaris because that seems like something that robert rodriguez would do is just full-on name the character the same thing yeah (laughs) i love the scene obviously between pretorius and karloff i mean that's just that's just cinema right there oh, when the... he comes in and makes friends with him but you yeah. just know he's evil yeah uh, uh, the whole time i every time i'm like no frank don't do it he's bad he's a mean man frankenstein yeah <laughs> go yeah. back to your friend they burned down his house. He needs your help. <laughs>
0: yeah, that whole time I was just so on edge of like yeah. don't hurt Frankie. Right. You bitch. I it <laughs> is
1: like a genuine relief when he's like, "No, no. I won't hurt you. I'll just use you." I'm like, "I don't yeah. want you to manipulate him." But okay.
0: <laughs> as long as you don't like steal him and do experiments. Right. right.
1: Or hurt him. Which would be like kind of the shittier version of this movie is like, and then they locked Frankenstein in a cage and yeah. he became kind of a non character who had no agency and they just did stuff to him and he was in the background and instead this movie's good. Yeah. So, speaking of good,
0: <laughs> the entire sequence of them making the bride and oh my like God. that, the mute, the score, like the compositions, the editing, uh, all of it was so freaking good
1: the the james whale james whale's affinity for long takes and the fact that he could pull them off in the 30s with like the limited like technology that they had like it's it's astounding because you know they couldn't like pick that camera up and carry it yeah like i i that's almost more impressive to me just knowing how hard long takes are like having been in crappy student films you know (laughs) yeah Every also every crappy student film needs a long take. It's like a rule.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no idea how they did it. Like genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: and it was just it was just like like it was just like beautiful. Like yes, yeah.
1: C- cinema. Martin just, Scorsese fucking yeah. loves it. Like, yeah. <laughs> kept, like
0: the tension, like just completely on it, like enthralled, like the downward shots of like frankenstein and then uh like just them contrasting each other looking up like i mean it like
1: sets like it it, it's like it it figures out this is what the language of horror films is james Whale has cracked the code and from now on this will be the visual language of horror because like the first Frankenstein, has. So- I, I did go back and watch it after our discussion, I'm not going to lie, because it's only an hour, so it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much after we talked about it. You made some really solid, valid points that I think I was letting how much I love this movie, Bride of Frankenstein, rub off on it. Mm-hmm. It's a weird-ass movie, man. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, it's got some of that, and like, Dracula has... I'm not saying I dislike Dracula. It has no real visual language. It's kind of a filmed play, you know?
0: Yeah, Frankenstein was that weird middle ground between Dracula, where Dracula was like pretty much a play, and then Frankenstein, and then Bride of Frankenstein, which is like a movie. Right. Like that middle spot.
1: This is bust out your A24 hats. This is a movie. (laughs) This is a movie.
0: (laughs) We have actually watched a movie this week, believe it or not. (laughs) But,
1: yeah, I mean, the Dutch angles, the weird, like, tech stuff that makes no sense in the lab. Like, everything is like, ah, this is what I wanted.
0: Yeah. It's so good. Uh, Is there more Bride of Frankenstein in, like, future movies, like, the character itself? Not really. Damn it.
1: (laughs) I know, yeah. I mean, that's the, the tough thing is, like you can't really bring back the bride of Frankenstein and like have her team up with Frankenstein or anything. Cause in this movie expressly, she hate him as he says. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, she hate me. We belong dead. <laughs> I mean, th-
1: maybe the greatest closing line ever. We belong dead. Yeah. I mean, it was, ugh.
0: it was so good, but I don't know what to take away with that of the like, putting on my a24 hat and how it's such beautiful, like what it means to be an outsider and hated by society and stuff like that. But then he just decides that he he's better off dead. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what it's message not perfect. Take uh... <laughs> that, other than just like tragedy, I guess. Yeah.
1: I, I think that's the point is like there, there is no world where Frankenstein can live and be happy. Yeah he he will never not be a monster to these people. So he will either be chased out of every town he goes to, or he will get played and manipulated and made promises that no one will ever be able to keep mm-hmm. to make him feel like a person, yeah. you know? And then there's also, you know, on top of that, there's, there's the queer reading of, you know, Pretarius and Frankenstein, the doctor, not the monster. Um, but even the monster a little bit, like if we are reading Dr. Pretarius is, is gay. Or as they would have said back then, because he's queer-coded, what we would call it now, they would have called him Sissified. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is my nickname. But uh, <laughs> Sissified. Uh, Sissified Mears, that's what they call me. <laughs> uh, you know, you can read it as like a rejection of homosexuality that probably the censors forced them to put into the movie. Cause this movie was also like crazy censored. Cause I mean, it is still dark in a lot of the ways that first Frankenstein is maybe not quite as dark, like no child murder, but uh, (laughs) you know, there's like, just like conceptually and like, there's a lot of grave robbing still in this movie and like all this stuff, you know? Um, So I'm sure they made them change it to, from being this, like, beautiful, like, I will never belong, to we belong dead. Yeah. Um, which is still, I mean, again, like, a beautiful way to close out the movie, like, but, like, with with the queer reading, it's this weird reading, then, that, like, he has to let the straight couple live, and he has to die, and with the gay man, you know, like, it's it's yeah. all very muddied, like, you're right, like, it's not clear, but there are so many things to it,
0: yeah, because like actually, like on that topic and everything, because I remember you saying like get ready for gay stuff like yes. in this one, um <laughs> and like coming out of it, I was like, huh? Like where? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, well, like then, the, the high camp
1: of it all, the Pretarius of it all, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Franken- like, even, himself,
0: even like all that, like I didn't pick up on. So I like watched some video essays and stuff on that to like see yeah. what it is and there's this one video I say I watched that I thought was a pretty good take on it um, because it went into all that and how that can be read and everything. But cause like sometimes I, I like, for me, it rubs me the wrong way when people are like, this movie can only be read in this way. Yeah. No, I think this, this movie can be read
1: so many ways. Yeah. Cause there's like, no wrong way to read a movie Yeah, unless like,
0: you know, you're a bad person, yeah. but <laughs> um, <laughs> Because that's that's always the take that I've gotten is like you can like however you relate to a movie is yeah. how you relate to it. Um, because in the video I say he was talking about all that, and then he's like, but on the other side of like criticizing fil- uh, film and art criticism of like uh he talked about death of the author and how like the author's intent doesn't mean anything because it's that how you to
1: read it. something, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um. And I was like, that's interesting because the way I've been, like, again, putting on my age 24, like, (laughs) I'm taking film classes hat. Um, The way I've been taught, or a class I've been taking recently, it's been all about how to insert yourself into uh, the story and how to make that... um, Use your own experiences to tell a different story. And I thought combining, like, those... like that idea with this movie of like um what's the director's name
1: uh james whale
0: yeah james whale of like he he was an open gay man but everybody said like he had no intent of that so right my my thinking in theory is like he put his own experience of being an open gay man into frankenstein and everything so it's there whether he, he intended he, it or not yeah, yeah. so i, it's I there think that and it, he it, was yeah it's such a relatable experience of just like being disabled or being exactly queer, being it, a is, person it is not a one-to-one
1: one metaphor
0: yeah which is why it works yeah you it's know? so relatable to so many different people and that's yeah. like processing this movie and all that stuff it was like oh that's why these are so cool because it can be anything to anybody
1: exactly sort yeah. Of thing. yeah um I think that's one of the best things about this movie. Um, I just love this movie, man. Like, I want to make out with this movie. Like, <laughs>
0: I am glad that my like, cause I don't know what it is about the Bride of Frankenstein design and everything has it's, been—it's so good. so Jack genius. <laughs> I've just always loved that and like been drawn to that. So I'm so glad that. It's tied to a good movie, and I don't have to throw away my love of
1: it. Right, it is always a relief when you finally see one of, the, like when I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time for this podcast, and I was like, I love Leatherface as like a concept, as like a mm-hmm. villain, as a design, like what you're saying, and then it was like, oh, thank God, it's good. Like- <laughs> yeah, I <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, definitely. It, it's it will open the floodgates to more like. Hey, there's a Bride of Frankenstein sticker. I'm gonna buy that.
1: Yes. Yeah. As yes, it should. Yeah. Give the Bride of Frankenstein all of your money. <laughs>
0: but um yeah, I think this movie like was the perfect just This is, is why is, these are so good. Yeah, it is
1: the quintessential universal monster movie for a reason.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I I feel like this like it went in every best possible direction. Like, the introduction of Dr. Pee uh, Pee Poo Poo Pants being, like, a foil to Dr. Frankenstein to, like, lure him back in to the, the mad scientist stuff was, like, it makes sense. Like, there's yeah. reasoning there of why he would go back. Because, like, after his experience in the last movie, why would he ever do that again? And, like, a worse movie would just give, like, some, like yeah ah you gotta do it again or he's just drawn back to it like everything in this movie makes so much sense more than more than a lot of modern movies which is insane to me (laughs) yes
1: this movie is so well plotted yeah like it it never lags it always moves except when it wants to stop because there are a couple moments like like the end with the old man you know when he first meets the bride of Frankenstein, and the movie kind of just stops and lets you sit with like no, she doesn't like him <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, and then moves at another pace again, like it just picks right back up. It's kind of incredible, yeah, like movies aren't good at that. like the thing that I kept thinking was like a movie that tries to pull a similar trick and is almost successful, but is a great example of like why it doesn't quite work is um Age of Ultron. Mm. age of ultron tries to grind to a stop in a good way when they all go to the farm mm. but what keeps it from working is i don't know if it's the it, you know connected universe of it all or the failings of whedon himself who has a lot of failings yeah. <laughs> but uh you know it's like he can't slow down he needs to keep setting up other stuff that then the movie doesn't care about yeah instead of just actually doing what he says he wants that scene to do and just slowing down and sitting with the avengers and watching them talk to each other yeah you know like the closest it comes is like hawkeye talking to his wife and like that scene is vital for that movie to work But the rest of the time you're at that farmhouse, you're just like, come on, there's a robot. What time is it? Fight the robot. And here instead, I'm like, no, no, no. I want to see what happens. (laughs) Yeah,
0: because I mean, even in Avengers 2, it's like it's so nice when you're watching a sequel or even just an original movie that all the characters what they're doing makes sense and you know what their direction and goal is and like in avengers like giving hawkeye a wife feels like the studio giving me a reason to care about hawkeye not like oh this is a character trait that was always intended or it makes sense sort of thing and it's it's just nice to enjoy a movie without thinking about this is what the writer or studio is trying to make me feel and just yeah, a, taking it back and enjoying it.
1: Yeah. What a movie is good. Like all I hate when people say like, Oh, the movie was manipulative. Cause I'm like, all movies are manipulative. It's whether or yeah. not you feel it while it's yeah. happening. I don't feel I'm being manipulated by this movie. You yeah. know, it's the difference between like, it's why Spielberg doesn't work for some people, you know, like I cry at the end of Poltergeist, as you know, when they get their baby girl back, it's beautiful. That yeah. does not work for everyone, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if they said that about this movie, I'd throw hands. So <laughs> I was very relieved when you liked this one. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: it was just such a 180. Yeah. Just in every it's, aspect from the last one.
1: Yeah. It it also just does the thing that good sequels do, which is like this is a totally different movie that stands on its own. Mm-hmm. You know like Even sequels I like can't always do that You know they're so obsessed With hitting the beats of the first one That they forget to make a good movie Yeah And instead this one just says like We're just gonna like the beats will still Be there someone will still yell It's alive (laughs) You know like we, we Know it's a sequel but You could watch this without ever seeing the first Frankenstein and be totally fine
0: and yeah. the, the okay so it was james will for the first one too
1: yes yeah
0: what else is he
1: um okay. we will we'll see him pop back up he directed the invisible man Hell yeah um i think he's like a producer on a lot of these universal movies just because they wind up being like yeah james will that's our guy mm-hmm. but i know he also was pretty adamant about not getting I mean so it kind of sucks but uh, not getting boxed in is like James Boyle he's the horror guy mm. which is funny because now that is what history thinks of him as but you know he yeah. made war movies he made comedies he made dramas he tried to do some of everything because he mm. didn't want to his career to like just be like yeah, yeah 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 well whenever Boris wants to make a movie we call you you know Yeah. which is smart but. yeah but that's also why this is good because like I'm often reminded of like, I think it was John Carpenter was talking about his career and he was like, I didn't want to be John Carpenter, good horror director. I wanted to be John Carpenter,
0: good director who makes horror movies. Yeah. You know, that's
1: an important distinction.
0: Yeah. And that's a a common thing with animation too. A lot of yeah animation directors don't want to be known as a guy who only can make animation and can actually do live action stuff too. Um and, like, some people pull it off and some people don't. Some
1: people only pull it off for, like, one movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think yeah. if anybody's fully made the transition out of animation.
0: Um. There's definitely...
1: I mean, because, like, the first one that comes to mind for me is, like, like Brad Bird. He kind of did, but after Tomorrowland... Mm-hmm just because that movie was so expensive, he's kind of gone back and has said, like, I'm probably mostly going to stick to animation again. Yeah. um, I mean, Tim Burton, you know, he was an animator. Yeah. You know, I feel like uh, I'm
0: the animation guy. You know,
1: Henry Selleck made a couple of movies in live action.
0: You know, monkey bone rules. So I mean, even like, um, Michael Giacchino, like at this yeah. point, the Werewolf by Night has come. Uh, well, episode will be out, so we'll know how that yes. is. I'm very but excited. No, yeah, yeah, it's getting but. very good
1: reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, it's a really good horror movie." <laughs> yeah, but
0: even then, I'm sure, like, I'm sure him and his future career and Jordan Peele now, like, switching from something else to horror, yeah. don't want to be known as only the horror guy from then on out because their first transition to like film was a horror movie and it was good yeah because i I hope jordan peele uh yeah i'm really curious
1: to see where he goes from here
0: yeah and like i've talked about on our uh other episodes arias yeah ari aster like i hope yeah he doesn't just stick to horror and like can become an amazing director in his own
1: right have no problem with them like sticking to horror necessarily um what I would have a problem with is if they just kind of started making like I don't know, this looks like a Jordan Peele movie. Like if they if they Tim Burton themselves, I'm gonna be very mm-hmm. sad. I have no yeah. problem with them wanting to be like, no, I'm a horror guy. Like that's totally fine as long as it's like or I'm a guy who makes good horror movies, not a
0: horror guy. You know, that's what I want yeah. them to be. So Yeah, just making films that are interesting yeah. to them like Tim Burton used to do. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, i don't actually have a ton of behind the scenes stuff for this one outside of boris karloff himself Hmm. um who there is some debate but he might have been the reason why he has dialogue in this movie (laughs) Hmm. because depending on who you again depending on who you ask either the studio said if we're going to pay you more you're going to be a real character you get dialogue or he said to the studio you're going to pay me more and you're going to give me dialogue (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) because apparently like you know that's hard in that first movie, he's almost completely silent. He's just grunts and facial expressions. That's hard on an actor. Mm-hmm. And he was getting paid like borderline day rate because he wasn't famous. But at this point, I mean, I think in this movie and The Mummy, he's just billed as Karloff. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, like Karloff in Bride of Frankenstein. Karloff in The Mummy. Karloff mm-hmm. in Black Cat. Like, that is what it is from here on out. You sell a movie on Boris Karloff and he knew it. Yeah, you know, so kudos to him for being like, give me, pay up, motherfuckers! Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was so weird seeing him in the mummy. <laughs> it's just not under that's the Frankenstein, Frankenstein makeup. makeup. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, it's you're like just, the uncanny.
1: You're just it's a like, dude. <laughs> it's like the uncanny valley
0: of like, I'm used to him with the big brown and yeah. everything. So without yeah. uh, that, it's like that's that's it's sort of like right, s- but not quite. <laughs>
1: It's sort of like when I see you and McGregor without a beard, I'm like, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> Your real
0: name is Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Right. <laughs>
1: You're old Ben. What are you doing, old Ben? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Has- but yeah, I in
1: between that movie, the last movie, and this one, I believe I mentioned on our Frankenstein episode, he helps found SAG specifically because he's like I was fucking miserable. <laughs> so his rights are protected now cuz unions are good. Uh, uh, don't tell my day job um, that I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um but yeah, unions are good. Um support them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess since this is our, this is our first and maybe only sequel in the Universal Monsters, um, I don't know how long we'll keep this on for, because right now the plan is only to do the, uh, originals of the main ones, but what's, just in case if we don't continue on, what's, like, all of the Frankenstein, like, movies after this, like, where does it go from here? (laughs) I have not seen all of them. Um, I know that uh, Bella Lugosi
1: comes in, and he is actually who plays what we think of as Igor. Igor. Sorry, again, just watched Young Frankenstein. Uh want to call him Igor yeah. so bad. You, you, say, uh, you <laughs> said
0: Igor is in this one, too, and there was no Igor.
1: Did I say Igor was in this one? Yeah. No, no, no. He's just in the sequels. He's yeah. not in this one specifically. He's in the other okay. sequels.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I was like, wait, um, this dude isn't Igor either. Where the hell is
1: Igor? I believe. So it, the modern conflation of Igor is really Fritz from that first movie. Mm-hmm. So Igor, the character is like a henchman for Dr. Frankenstein who feels fills the role of Fritz in one of the sequels. This is all stuff. I just know. I have not seen all of these. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, and at one point, Fritz goes or Igor goes blind, um, and so he wants to swap bodies with the monster so that he'll be able to see and he'll be able to maybe live forever. Unclear. So far, the monster can't be killed. You know, like he's a an unholy abomination. Can God strike him down? <laughs> uh, which is why you'll notice in none of these movies, Frankenstein walks like this. It's because when, in a cool twist of fate, they trade bodies, he's still blind. <gasps> and that's why Frankenstein does, uh, in pop culture. Oh. It has nothing to do with the two good Frankenstein movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it a connection that's definitely not being made. Love letter to blind guy in this one, his friend...
1: I mean, I hope so. I'm going to choose to take it that
0: way just so he gets remembered because yeah. he made Zacula shed tears. <laughs> oh,
1: also, then Boris, Bela Lugosi starts playing the... Hit my mic. Then Bella Lugosi starts playing the monster because also when you trade brains with someone, they start to look like you and are blind, apparently. Um, that's how that works. But mostly it's because Boris Karloff was like, I don't want to keep playing fucking Frankenstein. So from this point on, Bella Lugosi plays Frankenstein. Okay, so I have, <laughs> I have a week
0: of 80-ish uh, pulled up. So after Bride of Frankenstein, there's Son of Frankenstein, which is yes. still Boris Karloff. Yes. Um, and then Ghost of Frankenstein, which is the Wolfman himself, Lon Chaney Jr. And then Frankenstein meets the Wolfman is Bella Lugosi.
1: Yes, at the end of Ghost of Frankenstein is when it becomes Bella Lugosi as Frankenstein yeah because they trade bodies and then that also opens you up well well now lon chaney's free so he can play the Wolfman in the sequel so yeah, yeah so bella gossi
0: is igor and son and ghost of frankenstein and yeah. then from after the wolf man it's house of frankenstein house of dracula and abbott and costello meet frankenstein yes with the Glenn strange as frankenstein oh and bella gossi is in uh Casella Kesselme Frankenstein as Dracula.
1: Yes, is he in House of Dracula as Frankenstein?
0: Uh, that's Glenn Strange as oh, Frankenstein okay. in that. Um, gotcha. But what's the cast? Okay, Lon Jr. is the Wolfman in that. John Carradine that was... is Dracula in that. Movie. Oh, okay, that's when he comes in.
1: Okay. I knew he played Dracula at some point. Couldn't have told you when. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the horror expert here, and we're resorting
0: to Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew I should have read Wikipedia before this. It's like an old Zacula to
0: <laughs> Wonder about the whereabouts of Bela Lugosi. <laughs> He's your boy. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you want us to keep con- covering yes. more Frankenstein movies, let us let know. Us know um currently the plan is each monster on our cover art we're gonna do the original movie for each of them um that is the current plan where it goes from there if these if people love these episodes and want us to do more we'll keep doing them because i i'd love to i have a peaked interest in these now and they're nice hour-long movies to get through
1: I think we should keep watching them, even if we don't do them for the podcast. They're just fun. So <laughs> hell yeah! But Zach, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on the Bride of Frankenstein?
0: Um, I think uh, I think this movie deserved a uh, actual honest discussion, or not? Hee hee ha Dracula ha, <laughs> pee pee poo poo pants. Yes, <laughs> as I try to be more so in the podcast, um, but. Yeah. I think everything I talked about of like, like this, this movie had real life impact on me of like digging into it and like understanding as a storyteller and like making that connection of like how you put your own personal experience into a story and how it can relate and mean so much to so many other people Yeah, that even if you didn't intend to, it can mean so much to them. Yeah. Um, and I think that makes a perfect movie in Zakula's book. And I will be wearing Pride of Frankenstein merch. <laughs> All of this is going to be right of Frankenstein. Oh yeah. <laughs> we simp in for the bride. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 10 out of 10. I want a sequel of Where That Blind Guy's At. What yeah, happened? I'm, is he okay?
1: <laughs> I'm there with you. This movie's a 10 for me, man. Like, straight up, like, it's just so good i agree with everything you said about like art is at its best when people are putting their their whole selves into it and i feel like james whale is one of like the earliest people i would call like an auteur mm-hmm. in that like you can always tell when it's a james whale movie versus anybody else like even frankenstein which retrospectively neither of us love uh, yeah. <laughs> you can tell that's a james whale movie in a way that like you know todd browning isn't to that point as a director when he makes dracula like most of the people aren't when they're making these movies and yeah. james will just is you know yeah
0: yeah um 10 out of 10 yeah it's yeah. it's hard to find a movie <laughs> on this podcast that we're both like yes. wow let's talk about <laughs> film today <laughs> <Right. Cinema. laughs>
1: let me do my marty scorsese impression I love cinema. <laughs> Don't you? uh, Do you know my friends Steve and George? They love cinema too. Oh,
2: oh, uh, I love it. cinema.
0: Preaching <laughs> Marty. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Shut the fuck up, George. <laughs> okay,
0: yes, sir. Right. Uh, but but yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach.
1: Where can uh, everybody find you?
0: Um. Simping for the Bride of Frankenstein and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy,
1: man. Uh you can find me on uh, everything from Instagram to OnlyFans, also simping for the bride as I dropping paintings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, podcast good review podcast. We love podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.
2: As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at mattmakezack.com, on Twitter and Instagram at macmakezack.com, Or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahaha!